Getting sober requires a lot more than mind over matter, a lot more than willpower. It's about leveraging the support around you. People in recovery typically need a mix of medical help, emotional support, and changes in lifestyle to manage their addiction, not just mental determination. As both a therapist and someone embracing the recovery lifestyle, there's one tool I always recommend to people needing extra accountability, Soberlink. Soberlink is a high-tech breath analyzer system designed to help you get and stay sober. And here's why I love it. You'll test the same day every day, eliminating testing anxiety. Friends and family receive instant test results, helping you rebuild trust and preventing relapse. Accountability is a part of that, and it's something to really be embraced. Devices have built-in facial recognition, so your support circle knows you're testing, and tamper-resistant sensors flag any attempts at trying to beat the system, so your sobriety is never questioned. So let 2024 be your best year yet. Visit Soberlink.com forward slash T-A-M to sign up and receive $50 off your device. That's Soberlink.com forward slash T-A-M. And let accountability be your guide. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Addicted Mind Podcast. My name is Dwayne Osterland, and I'm your host. This is episode 28, and today's guest is Amy Lynn DeMano, and she is going to talk about music therapy and how music can help a person deal with a lot of the underlying issues in recovery. And I felt this episode was really great. I really like talking about how these experiential therapies can really make some significant deep changes and often quickly, which is very different from sometimes kind of the normal talk therapy approach. So I think it's a fascinating interview and I really appreciate Amy Lynn's time to come on and talk about this subject and and share her knowledge about it. So I think you'll get some great information about it. Next off, once again, if you've been listening to the Addicted Mind podcast and you enjoy it, please rate and review us in iTunes. That really does help. Also, if you have any comments, please go to the blog, leave your comments there about any episode that you listen to. I love to read them. I love to hear about them. And I love to hear what you guys are thinking about the podcast and the topic. So please continue the conversation there. Let's go ahead and let's start this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Addicted Mind podcast. My guest today is Amy Lynn Damano, and she is going to talk about music therapy. Amy, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. I'm actually go by Amy Lynn, and I am a board-certified music therapist. What the heck is a music therapist? Exactly. Music therapy, exactly. <laughs> music therapy, uh, the, the technical definition is the scientific use of music. Ooh, it sounds cool already to affect change of non-musical goals. So the best way, I think, to talk about music therapy is to say what it is not. It is not a music lesson. Right. 
I'm not a music okay. teacher. Okay. Yeah. And we're not trying to get better at music. I know that sounds funny, but we're not not trying to teach somebody to be a good piano player or play the violin or master the drums. That's that's not our goal. Our goals are um, non-musical. So depending on what kind of music therapist you are, what population you work in, I, I work you know, with um, in mental health and addiction. The goals are going to be the same as any other type of therapist. So, right. as you well know, working with working with people with depression, anxiety, PTSD, addiction, co-occurring disorders, right. we're okay. working on okay. you know regulation, relaxation, um, communication, accountability, all all of the things that we would be working on when a normal quote unquote normal or traditional therapy we can do with music therapy and we're trying to, to see those results. We're just using music as the thing that opens up the wisdom. Okay. Ooh, that was cool. Right. Okay. So, so music, how, how does that work then? Like how does, how does music do that? So the cool thing about music in general and music therapy, which most people don't know is that you need to use your entire brain to process any kind of music. So it doesn't matter if you like jazz or rock and roll or classical or, show tunes, it doesn't matter. You you hear music in order to hear it. You have to use both sides of your brain. Okay. So when we're doing traditional therapy, we're, we're mostly utilizing the analytical side. And it's just a one, one-sided in that sense. When we add music to the mix, whether it's recorded music, improvisation, live, any kind of anything, singing bowls, you name it, we're automatically engaging the other side. So I think about it like this. If you've ever broken a bone or even just been sore on one side of the body, the other side sort of you know, steps in and helps. Or you can't, maybe you don't have as much strength in your arm if you broke your arm. And so you use the other arm to move the steering wheel or pick up the cup. It's the same kind of thing. So on one side of your brain, we're processing emotions and creativity and down below that is the impulse control. And, and these, of course, are the things that make addicts wonderful and challenging at the same time. We want to access right, we want to access the other side of the brain that says, wait a minute, I want to slow down here. Think about this decision. You know, the one side of my brain says, drinking sounds like a really good idea at this moment. And then the other side of the brain is actually going through the playing the tape, if you will, and thinking about what are the consequences of this are going to be. Is there something else I could do? And that's where the, the, the two meet and they help each other. I want to do this. I'm having these feelings and the other side is jumping in and saying, let me help you to make a different decision. You know, let me be the real practical parent part of your brain. And so the really exciting part once that happens is that Somebody makes a different decision. And then a new neural pathway is created in the brain. And that's why if we do the repetition, we make that decision a different decision over and over again with the help of both sides. Binaural is the scientific term. And we really affect change. So using both sides of the brain just helps us be better at making changes, if I was going to summarize. So is this how the, the music comes in to kind of help you be able to get those two sides of the brain working together in a, in a more, uh, I guess, helpful fashion. Yeah. I mean, that's the scientific side of it. If we went to sort of the, the other side of it, the more practical side, 
I do lots of different kinds of music therapy, but improvisation is a huge part of, of what I do. So let's say you're struggling with anxiety in a particular, in social situations. Um, and so one of the things we might do is role play that and use some instruments. So if we were in a group, for example, here's another social situation and everybody's going to pick an instrument that sort of represents how they feel at a party or game of some kind or something like that. And, and you're going to pick one that represents how you feel, you get a chance to sort of play that. And it's an experience. And then we're going to talk about what was that like for you? And everyone in the group is going to say, wow, you know, you came in playing really loud. Are, are you always that loud when you arrive at a party? And maybe that's a realization for somebody. Wow, maybe I'm coming on a little strong. <laughs> and so it's so much better than... Right. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So it, it sounds like a very experiential approach to helping people kind of access different emotions, thoughts, feelings. I mean, it really sounds like using that music to do that as a tool. It's, it's exactly what it is. You just described it perfectly. And because think about it this way. I mean, not only is it kind of fun to bang a drum or play a percussion instrument or even something melodic, but you're actually doing something where you see yourself in action. You can take a step back, hopefully, and say, wow, that it's not working for me. You're going to change your own mind instead of me as the therapist saying, you know, you're really loud when you get to parties and your energy is really big when you come in the room and you might want to tone that down, you know, which tends to put right, people on right. the defensive. So it's a very different approach in that sense um, with improvisation. I think it's super helpful for people to see themselves in a different way. Right, right. And so they're they're able to kind of have that experience and do it. So what, what does this kind of look like? I mean, someone's coming into your office and um, they go, hey, I, I'm really struggling here and I, I need some help. How would you start this off? What would it look like for a client? How might it? How would you approach it? It's really going to depend on on where that client is at and what their issues are. So I offer individual sessions. I use a particular method called the Bonnie Method of Guided Imagery and Music, which was created by Helen Bonnie, who was an amazing music therapist and psychotherapist. She programmed the music for the LSD trials of the late 60s at the Maryland Psychiatric uh, Institute. So when people would come in to do their LSD trials, she would create the music background basically for them. That was her job. She learned over time that people could have these same out-of-body, inner wisdom, unconscious connection experiences where they were mind-blown walking out the door, knowing something really important they didn't know before without any drugs at all if the music was programmed properly. And so she set off to really research that and understand that and spent the rest of her life creating this method. It's all using classical music and relaxation techniques. And the music really does the work. So it's almost like you're in a lucid dream or you're, you're, half a, you're not asleep, but you're going into a very relaxed 
position in my office. I actually have a bed where people can lay down and, or they can sit up like on a chase lounge if they're not comfortable with that. Um, but anything that is relaxing. And I pick the music program based on what they're working on. So somebody who's a different age or different stage of sobriety, or is also dealing with dual diagnosis, anxiety, depression, PTSD, trauma of other kinds, whatever it is they're dealing with, I'm really going to take into consideration all of those factors before I pick a music program, where they're at, how stable they are, what they seem up for. So there are like different kinds of music that can create different kinds of mood states or access different parts of the brain or how does that work? Well, all music accesses all of the brain. So that's what makes music therapy in general work because we're connecting those two sides. Um, in guided imagery music, which is just called GIM, um, it's all classical music. So traditional classical and then also contemporary classical um, and those programs are designed in a way like an LSD trip <laughs> where, okay. You, <laughs> okay. where it takes you in slowly and then eventually opens up your mind and takes you to a peak and then brings you back to a safe place. And the way the music does that is, it seems mysterious, but it's actually quite scientific. For example, at the end of the program, the music is often something that most people would relate to. Oh, I know that. Ah, we're, we're done now. We're coming home. We're, we're through with the process. So it intuitively leads your brain on a sort of an adventure, if you will. We call it a travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going on an experience and it really is almost like dreaming, but you can control what's happening in the dream. And that's where the powerful experience is because when you're in the dream and you're about to confront the bully and you actually do it, and then you come out of this experience, um, many, many people feel like they, they're changed. They're, they're different from walking through that. So they're really, it sounds like they're really connected to their body and they're really experiencing this although it's in their mind in real time, and that's creating that cathartic kind of event that maybe changes their perspective or changes how they feel about a situation. And and they have this new relationship that develops. That's what it kind of sounds like what's happening. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're really doing a fantastic job of uh, explaining it. Um, that's exactly what happens. And I think one of the things that changes for people often is they feel like they can do something that maybe they thought they couldn't do before. And as, as we well know, a lot of that is, is all in our mind. Uh, I can't confront that person or I can't right. apply for that job or I can't tell my spouse how I really feel or, wow, I just did that. Maybe I could do it. And it sort of gives us this courage that comes from a different place in us that maybe we weren't able to access before. Right. What about, I, I have a question as, I, as I'm kind of thinking about this and thinking about clients that I've worked with and, and, and stuff. Um, some clients come in, they're very, uh, they've done a lot of addiction treatment and they've done a lot of cognitive behavioral work, behavior modification and that kind of work. But a lot of times there's these, they're still kind of feeling lost. If that They may have sobriety, they may not be acting out, they, they're doing good if, if, if from that perspective, but they're still feeling lost. I'm wondering how this could help them. Yeah, thank you for that question because that's exactly really for me personally where I want to come in and help people. You, you have to be somewhat stable to do guided imagery and music. You can't obviously be using, you have to have some, some abstinence, some level of sobriety, physical sobriety. But as we know, that's just the beginning. Right, right. So how do I deal with the social elements? How do I deal with all these feelings I have? How do you know, I don't have my number. I don't have my, my checkout. So we can do 
in both guided imagery and traditional, more traditional music therapy, we can do looking at coping mechanisms. We can do distress tolerance. So if I'm super uncomfortable, you know, I keep going back to the social thing because it's such a big thing for addicts, but I think it is for lots of people. How do I use my body? How do I connect to my body? Perhaps learn how to regulate my breath and really know what's happening in my body so it doesn't sort of go over the top and I can actually be myself, be my best self at a party or a work event or whatever it is. I learned self-regulation. I used to use drugs and alcohol for that. And now I use self-talk and breathing and a whole host of other things that we can work on that we practice in the music therapy session. So does this kind of like, um, as I'm, I'm thinking as you're talking, because this is, I, I love this stuff. And it's really fascinating to me how the, the body and the brain works together and, and how that generates healing. So it's almost like if, so a client is experiencing this, they're going through this experience in this, what you said, this uh, travel, right? Mm-hmm. And they're actually kind of in a way living that experience and then, that experience as they're going through this and then reintegrating a new reaction mm-hmm. into their body, mm-hmm. like a new, like a new paradigm. Like it's a, it's a, it's a shift. And then when they come out of that travel, that, that whole paradigm is, is changed. Is that, would that be, yeah. is that, is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. It's incredibly accurate and it's happening at a scientific level. So in some of the research that's been done with music therapy, We know from testing blood samples, like before drumming, for example, getting away from guided imagery for just a minute, just even drumming, that the T cells in the blood, you know, the things that fight off your disease increase. So you feel better, but your body actually becomes more able to fight off physical ailments. Well, this has got to affect all the hormones in your body and all the chemicals in your body. And so if you're dealing with depression, you're dealing with you know, trouble regulating your anxiety. This is a self-regulator that's natural. Right, right. Right. A lot of people use yoga for this as well. It's just sort of another way to actually be connected to your body. And we as addicts are often disconnected or even process disorders, people with you know, eating disorders. I also specialize in that. Um, we're disconnected from our body. That's how we get through the day. This really helps us to get more comfortable feeling what's happening in our body with the distress uh, tolerance element and also just having a different experience with it. Wow, I was able to do that and think about my parent yelling at me and how that usually I fly off the handle and I visualized me not doing that and boy, did it feel good and I'd really like to try that, you know, so... It's exactly that. You walk away with a different experience, but you're physically and biochemically different as well. And in the brain is a different neural pathway that helps you get there faster. And I think that's why people think it's kind of magical. They're like, wow, all of a sudden I can do different things while your body chemistry is changing. Right. But yeah, but what's so fascinating is it's so amazing because I think the science is kind of catching up to some of um, these thera- these experiential therapies that yeah. um, no one kind of really, kind of people had the inclination that these really work, but didn't know why. Right. And it's fascinating that the science is kind of catching up and, and explaining it, that this is a neurochemical biological reaction that we're, we're creating so that we can, we can shift 
how the body responds and how the brain responds. Yeah, I, I think it's fascinating. I love it. What we know about addicts is that the connectors in the brain don't don't work well. So you have two sides of the brain, right? And one side is doing emotion and creativity and passion and responses and impulses. And the other side is doing logic and you know, organizing and, and those kinds of things. Well, those those two sides don't don't connect well in addicts. And we know this from autopsies that are now being done on people that are have a long history of addiction and also mental health disorders, right? We see the same types of brain dysfunction, if you will. Well, if you're creating new connections between one side to the other, you're literally fixing that from the inside out. I love the science of this because music is wonderful. It's healing. Who doesn't love music? Right. Everybody loves music. Well, we know. I mean, you, you go to music. Music is so emotional. I mean, we've been doing it for eons, right? We know it creates emotion. We, we know it connects somehow deeply to us. Right. Exactly. And, and so the idea that I'm healing my brain Right. And then I'm maybe also getting some insight into old patterns and behaviors that, you know, I wasn't able to see before. I think the combination of that can be really life changing in terms of living differently. And that's why I got, you know, became right, right. an advocate of recovery to see people live better. And it, and it sounds like this, the Bonnie method. I mean, it's, it's not just, um, I think some people might think, oh, you're going to play a lot of music and, okay, well, yeah, everybody feels good. But there's actually, it sounds like a method, like a methodology to this. It's not just like, hey, I'm going to play music that I think is good today. It's, you know, I I I think that needs to be uh, kind of talked about because a lot of uh, people can kind of think, might think that when I first kind of heard about it, I'm like, what, what is this? So yeah, and, and I would say this, and thank you so much for bringing that up, because it, again, I, it's best to talk about what it isn't. People hear guided imagery and they think of this. They think of the person telling them, go to your happy place. Now you're in your happy place. Imagine right, a fountain. Right. It, it is not that. It is exactly the opposite of that. The music itself that I'm going to choose for you as the guide is going to come on, and I'm going to say minimal, minimal things. Um, I'm going to say things like, what's happening for you? and then. You're going to tell me, wow, I'm in my childhood elementary school. How did I get here? Or or maybe it's not visual. Here's the other thing with the bunny method. It may not be visual. It might be. Or it might just be somatic kinesthetic in the body. So maybe I'm, I'm, I feel very tight in my throat or my abdomen. Or maybe I just have a sense of there's danger. I don't see anything. I don't feel anything. But I just know kind of just in my inner knowing that this is not a good road for me to go down. So it can be a lot of different experiences and there's no wrong way to do it. But I'm not telling you where to go. You're telling me the music and you, the music is what we say in in, uh, GIM is the music is the co-therapist. And I really think in GIM, it does even more than I do. (laughs) It does a lot of, of the work. And so people are saying, well, I'm here and now I'm going there. And I'm taking notes the entire time. So we have a script to go back to because when you're in an altered state, you don't remember everything you say. It's difficult to remember. You might be talking for 30 minutes. You're going to remember everything you say in 30 minutes. So we have a great script to go back to. Additionally, after the travel part is done, I'll have you do what's called a mandala, which is a circular drawing. And it's like a personal world. It's like your personal world. So anything that happened in the travel a visual, an experience, a feeling, a word, anything, you'll pin that. And then we'll have that 
that art piece as well to look at for processing afterwards. And you'll have a, a sort of a visual diary as well, an art diary of what you're working on and how it's changing. And you'll see the same kind of symbolism come up. It's really, really fascinating, but it's amazing at opening doors that other types of therapy perhaps haven't gotten to or as a wonderful adjunct, you know, in addition to other types of therapy that you're doing, just to add a different perspective or angle. So I highly recommend it for that as well. Yeah, and it's been my experience when 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 clients do these kind of ex- experiential kind of therapies, they lead to places that you you just general talk therapy you just won't get to because it's so it's such a when we experience our emotions it's it's there's no words sometimes to be able to kind of words are the best descriptor we can come up with but sometimes there's there's not words to describe how we feel in our body if that makes sense and this will take us to those places and and kind of work around those defenses maybe that we've set up to block hurt or pain or suffering that we just don't know how to handle. So we just blocked it out. And this is a way maybe to kind of get there. Yeah. And I'm so glad you said that because I think when people hear about this for the first time, they're thinking, well, I don't want you poking around in my brain. And and I'll say this about that. Your brain will protect you. It will only let you go places that you're ready to go. So it's automatically built in, you know, and obviously my training, and this is a long training process. The Bonnie method takes many, many years to become certified in. I'm, I'm about halfway through the entire process. I'm at level three of three levels, but level three itself takes several years to complete. And I had to travel for my training. And so it's lengthy and involved. And I think, which is why we don't see more of these types of you know, people specializing in this. But part of that training is knowing what to give somebody. You know, I'm not going to offer somebody something that they're not ready for. And additionally, their brain is not going to take them there. So it, it is a safe experience. You're not going to come out you know, wishing you'd never gone in. <laughs> I've never had anybody do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you may know some things that are uh, not necessarily easy. You know, you may come across some some deep realizations, and those are not always pleasant and wonderful and fun and fluffy, but uh, they're important, and that's why you go into therapy in the first place, right? Exactly. We don't always want, yeah, we have to sometimes look at things that are, are hard and, and painful when we when we do our, our deeper work. It's, it's not always no, fun. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not, unfortunately, right? So uh, what would you, you know, if someone's listening to this podcast and, and they're struggling, what, what might you want to tell them about this or encourage them? I offer both groups and individual. The Bonnie Method is is really set up for individual, but I also offer lots of things at my studio, meditation for goal setting, um, child work, drumming, combination with aromatherapy. So like there's some aromatherapy education and then drumming, and then hopefully more things to come with art and music therapy, and yoga and music therapy, and also open to people coming to me and saying, hey, what about this kind of a group? I just think that clients are your best your best uh, session planners. So they'll, really. they'll tell you what they'll tell you what they need. You know, <laughs> right, if, yeah. if we if we listen, I, I, I agree. If we listen to uh, our clients, they'll they'll let us know what what works and what doesn't work, and what's helping them and what's not. You know, and I I would just say to people, come come talk to me about what it is you want to work on, and we'll see if it's a match or find a music therapist near you. The if, I don't know how how far reaching this is, but um, there's the American Music Therapy Association AMTA online, and they have a directory of board certified music therapists. 
There's also a certification board for music therapists and make sure that the person you're working with is trained. There's a big difference between a music therapist and other people who do things with sound and music, and I'm not disparaging what anybody does, but music therapists have quite a bit of training and it's clinical. And for me, I like to work with somebody who I know has a lot of training. That makes me feel safer. Right. And, yeah. and understands that. I'll, what I'll do too is I'll, I'll put those links on our website as well so people can find them. So Amy Lynn, I want to I want to thank you so much for coming on and and sharing your your wisdom and knowledge and and being part of the Addicted Mind podcast and getting this information and out there to people and and definitely talking about different kinds of resources that uh, that people can access when they're when they're looking for healing. How how can people find you if they want more information? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is www.musicempowers so it's plural, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-S, like to empower somebody with music.com. And my direct email is Amy Lynn, my first name, A-M-Y-L-Y-N-N at musicempowers.com. Great. Um, and all my information is on there for groups. And the last thing I just wanted to say is um, for people who are, are basically well, I think music therapy can be great for staying well. Because even just everyday people who are walking around on the planet have challenges, grief, and unexpected things. And, you know, get the support that you need. I, you know, I want to be there as a, as a person working in this field to, to support people. And you don't have to be sick and hurting to come get music therapy. I think that's such a... Just be a regular old person. <laughs> yeah, I think that's such, a, that's such a good point. And that these resources are out there. Even the... Life is hard, whether you're struggling with addiction or not. Life can be difficult and throws challenges to us and uh, that there's resources out. That, that's awesome. So, Amy Lynn, thank you once again so much for coming on. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time and I appreciate you sharing your... Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. It's really fun to talk about too. Awesome, Amy. Thank you. Uh-huh, bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Addicted Mind podcast. Once again, all the show notes will be at theaddictedmind.com forward slash 28. And I'll have all the links that Amy Lynn mentioned there. Also, I'd love to invite you to comment about the episode on our blog at theaddictedmind.com forward slash 28. You can go there, leave any comments about it, your thoughts, your opinions, any questions that you have. I love to uh, hear what people are thinking about the episode and uh, their thoughts about it. So please leave that there. Continue the conversation there. That would be awesome. And uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I will see you next week. Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health 
lifestyle and beauty feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.